Welcome to Letters from the Road. Um, welcome to our inaugural episode. My name is Jamie, and I'm joined by my husband, Clay. Hey, everyone. And Letters from the Road is uh, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, which are us, the Schumachers. So uh, we're here today to talk about being from a place and what it means to be from a place. Yeah, but uh, first, what is this wine we're drinking? This wine is a Cab Sav from Locatelli Vineyards, where we almost got stuck on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Harvest Host program, you get to go stay at wineries and um, all kinds of places, museums, sometimes churches, breweries, um, all kinds of places where you can go uh, park and patronize the business or make a donation and uh, you'd park your RV there and enjoy whatever they have to offer. So we've done like distilleries, um, a lot of cool places. The breweries are my favorite. Yeah, the breweries are really fun. I think for the most part, like our whole family actually enjoys those the most. Especially when there's a food truck. Oh, we've been <laughs> to some good ones. Like um, there wasn't, it wasn't a food truck. It was, they had food at uh, Booth Bay, Booth Bay Craft Brewing. Yeah, Booth Bay was, was one of my favorite spots. So anyway, we were... But this place. This place was great. Um, the wine was great. We did a wine tasting. We rolled in there on Saturday, did a wine tasting. Everything was awesome. Um, bought a couple bottles to take with us, which we're enjoying now. And not two bottles right now. We're enjoying <laughs> a, a bottle <laughs> no, between the no, two no. of us right now. A, a fine Cab Sav. <laughs> it is delicious. We also got say. the Cab Franc. We, we liked the Reds a lot. But they were... Um, Really awesome host, great parking situation. It was right up against like the vineyard and stuff. So pretty. Mm-hmm. Until it started raining overnight on Saturday. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't think it was going to rain, even though it's been raining pretty much all spring in California. California, it's a new rainforest. And it rained a little bit um, and a bit more than they thought it was going to. And so where we were parked, it was a dirt road that just turned to thick mud. <laughs> Yeah, you went out at like, what, 4.30 a.m.? Yeah, I got really nervous. We were on a bit of a hill and we hadn't chalked the trailer because we had the parking brake on the, the Yeah, track. it was still hitched up. Yeah, so um, this is boring, our non-RVer friends. But anyway, <laughs> all that to say, it, I went out to do something with the RV at, at like 4.30 in the morning and lost my flip-flop in the mud almost because it yeah, was so thick was at so that thick. point. Uh, so we waited until like 5 p.m. to roll out of there because it was so muddy and we were waiting to let it dry out a bit um and it did and i was like petrified we were gonna put the trailer in the ditch yeah yeah so we have a 30 foot airstream that we pull with our uh big old 3500 dually mm-hmm. um and we had to go up a hill in the mud to get <laughs> to get out but luckily we have four-wheel drive and it was fine we put it in four low and got out of there don't recommend off-roading your airstream though folks I might recommend it a little bit, like not like, uh, yeah. Don't get stuck goodness. in the mud. But yeah, like, ba- yeah, the Baja discussions for another day. But we've taken a we've taken this thing a, a lot of a lot of places. <laughs> anyway, so today we're in near Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in Felton, California, which is an adorable little town. Oh, super cute. We did some hiking here before the rain came again. <laughs> yeah, we checked out Henry Cowell State Park. Big Basin was, I think, open for one day. We're hoping it opens up again. Uh, we're hoping to get back down to Big Sur, 
where we were supposed to be on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping to get down there on uh, this Saturday to to take a drive down, but we'll see if the one is open. If you follow California weather at all, I'm sure you're familiar, but there's this whole atmospheric river situation going on. So I think we could do a whole podcast later on on California one and the whole Pacific Coast Highway. But yeah, that's I was thinking of one on atmospheric rivers. Oh, that too. Yeah. It's been a huge impact <laughs> on our winter and spring sure. so far. But at any rate but Yeah, we're excited about doing the letters, doing the pod. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you all, to get to know you all. Um, we want this to be very like community-based and interactive. Um, we'll talk more about that later, but we're excited to, to kind of share our thoughts and our lives with you and hope you'll do the same with us. So without uh, further ado, we will um, have the reading of the letter. <laughs> Today's, Today's reading. reading from the book of Substack. Here is Being From a Place. Dear friend, where are you from? It seems like such a simple question, doesn't it? Being travelers, our family has asked this a lot. We say things like, we're from here this week. Or we talk about where we used to live. But where am I from? I don't really know how to answer that. I've never really known how to answer that. For a long time, it didn't feel as if I belonged to a place or a place belonged to me. Even when people asked where I grew up, I never knew what to say. It's a long story. I was born in San Diego, but I don't remember living there. We lived in Silverdale, Washington until I was 10. It was probably the most formative time. But am I from there? I don't know. We moved when I was 10. And I didn't have very many friends. I spent most of my last year of school there feeling bullied and misunderstood. My family moved to Cedar Rapids, Iowa after Washington. It was a life-changing event in so many ways. Though we lived in town, we went to school in the middle of a cornfield. In high school, I could drive my Azuzu Trooper from our house to the school, mostly on unpaved roads. It was clear to me from the start that I would never be from Iowa, as it is a place where people tell you you aren't from there. My classmates had all gone to school together since kindergarten, and that shared history carried all the way through high school. I never stopped feeling like the new kid. Not to mention, I stuck out like a sore thumb when we moved there, as a 5'5", 10-year-old with thick blonde hair that fell past my waist. My husband and I met in high school when he was the new kid. We went to college together and moved back to Cedar Rapids after that for reasons I don't quite understand now, but seemed very clear then. We went to my parents' church and joined a small group, but never felt fully part of or connected to the place, just compelled to be there because where else would we go? We didn't have very many close friends in the area outside of our family. After I went to MBA school, (laughs) I know, we followed my job to work for a major insurer in Bloomington, Illinois. We lived in the neighboring town of Normal. Yes, we lived in Normal, Illinois. And it was the first, maybe only place that felt like mine. It's a hard place to explain to anyone who hasn't been there. But we found our people there. Prior to COVID, we hosted a weekly game night at our 100-year-old craftsman fixer-upper that was walking distance to Uptown. We knew the people at the local game shop and were regulars at the bouldering gym. The mayor lived down the street and knew our names. And we walked our dog to the ice cream place in Uptown with a doggy window nearly every summer night. Normal is like something out of a TV show. There are festivals and parades what seems like every week when the weather is nice. 
There's live music twice a week in Uptown Circle, which is just the middle of a roundabout by the train station. And the Greater Blono area, yep, that's a thing they say, is one of the best small cities for food that I've ever come across. I traveled for work and wined and dined people and have been wined and dined plenty. And some of my very favorite restaurants in the world are in Bloomington Normal. The best is Anju, which serves fusion-style sushi, Korean barbecue, wood-fired pizza, ramen, and the best steam buns I've ever eaten. It's in an old club, and the sushi bar is in the DJ booth. Please go if you're ever in town. And now we have left Normal, first traveling for the better part of a year while maintaining our home there, and eventually selling our home there in 2021. Everything got messed up during the worst of COVID anyway. It's no one's fault. Things changed. I changed. Now I am from where my Airstream is parked. I am from the open road. I am from a community of other nomadic souls. I am from the mountain and the beach, the air and the sea. It isn't as unsettling as it sounds. Wherever I go, I am home. I also think I'm still from normal, at least a little. May you find your people and therefore your home. See you down the road. Jamie. great thanks well we talked about where i talked about where i'm from or not from uh where do you say you're from clay yeah so uh i guess usually i just say the midwest my family moved around a lot when i was a kid and like like you said in the letter um did high school in cedar rapids iowa and like went to college in iowa and that sort of thing but uh was in illinois before that and you know we like you said we moved to normal for a good uh seven years there so yeah i mean i'm a midwesterner for sure yeah i guess like is that so you're just from the mid the the singular place that is the midwest yeah i mean it's a it's a place like okay midwesterners you know when i say the midwest you know what i mean not chicago i mean oh man yes and no right Chicago is so Midwestern, but also it's like yeah, its own thing. Yeah, for sure. It, it for sure, is. Sure. It is. Is Ohio the Midwest? Uh, I would say it's bordering on Midwest. Ohio's like like the transition from East Coast to Midwest. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I think so. No, but I mean, like, so now I don't know. Am I from the Midwest? Uh, yeah, I'm still from the Midwest, but like. If people ask me, like, where are we from, or, or I usually say, like, yeah, we're, I mean, we're on the road full-time, but we we launched from Illinois. Oh, launched from is such full-time RVer speak. <laughs> That's, like, only only someone who all, someone else who lives in an RV is going to ask you where you launched from. Yeah, no, I know. But, <laughs> but it, I mean, if you hear it, you know what it means. I know. It's just funny, like, vernacular. Uh, what makes a place feel like home, or what makes you feel like you're from there? What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's people. I think it's finding the people you connect with. I think so. Going back to to normal, um, what made that feel like home eventually was finding our people. But it was it took a while. We lived there for eight years, and I think it was probably like three or four years in when we really when it really started to really feel like home. We lived oh, in yeah, 100%. a few neighborhoods, and finally, like the third one stuck. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we kind of did the suburban dream home thing for a minute, and there was nothing wrong with it, but that wasn't like home for us. 
No, I I mean, I, I think I felt like it was a nice place to live, but it wasn't like our place, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was like a pretty house. It didn't feel like we didn't have people like just walking in the door all the time like we did once we moved to the other house. I always wanted and appreciate and will, and even our RV can be like this, like wanted a house where I felt like people could just walk in the door, but people didn't ring the doorbell. Um, yes. And that is like how our house in normal was. 100%. People would walk in the door, say hi. I didn't even have to get up off the couch. Uh <laughs> They would go straight into the kitchen and grab a beer out of the fridge and come sit down. And that is, that's home. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like, I know you mentioned our game night in your letter, but that was like, that really, like, once we started doing regular game night and, like, not only did the people that we originally invited come, but they, like, invited other people. And we had, like, a pretty regular group of people off and on for a few years there every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Tuesday night game night at the Fell House was like a thing. It was just, it was a thing. And like, if, you know, if anyone wanted to come over, they were always welcome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was, that's what I always want home to be. Those were the friends that would like look in on our house when we were out of town and pick up our mail and take care of our dogs. And like those ended up being like our chosen family and normal. And we still talk to them. We still, uh, we still play D and D with them every week. Oh, every week. Yeah. In fact, right before this, we were uh, looking at, so we're about to start a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And uh, if you don't play, uh, give it a shot. You know, um, I, a, I poo-pooed a, it for years. I'm going to write a, hey, I, don't I spoil was, it. I'm going to write a letter. If you ever have me write a letter, I'm going to write a letter write as about many Dungeons letters and as you want. Okay. Um, well, I want to write a letter about Dungeons and Dragons. Then do it. Anyway. I, I poo-pooed it for years and it's, it, but I started playing uh, during COVID because it was uh, one of the ways to keep in touch with our friends who we couldn't have over at our house anymore. Mm-hmm. We actually met some new friends that way too. Cause like friends of friends got invited who were not local. And um, we finally all got together in person last year when we were in town and normal. And it was so fun. Oh, that, so that felt like home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. felt like, okay, that's where we're from. So, I, I I mean, I do feel like I'm from normal. Yeah, going back there, I mean, it's where our stuff is, right? Because we're at the, <laughs> yeah, we got the storage unit there. But I think it's it's more than that because we have, um, it's just like we know people. Like we go mm-hmm. to the climbing gym. I know the owners there and with the staff and um, hang out. That's like my like home away from home that was my kind of i guess they call it like third place or whatever oh yeah for sure in normal was um was the climbing gym i hung out there. i'm by no means a great climber but i do really enjoy it i spent lots of time there um, you don't give yourself enough credit and it was so fun to i guess i started that hobby at like that's a whole other letter probably but i started i started that at like 32 years old or something and it was it was a blast um, made friends there and just like you we know, built kind of a, was a climbing regular. wall in our garage we did that was our first covid project and then yeah. we got bored of that and bought a camper and here we are no you're you're a good climber building a wall doesn't make me a good climber <laughs> a good designer <laughs> and builder um yeah. but yeah so i think that that's it's always interesting because we get asked that so many times like where are we from and I feel like I'm kind of from everywhere, though, too. It's like, 
and I always felt like that be- even before we started traveling. And maybe that's mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. traveling started, like why living on the road felt natural too, because I didn't okay, feel com- like, particularly committed to one spot. If normal was so good for us, then why did we leave, right? Well, initially it was because everything was shut down and all the things we liked we couldn't do. <laughs> because we're, we're social. Frickin', we're freaking restless, man. We're restless and social and COVID was not that. So we bought a camper and figured out the restless part at least. Honestly, I fell in love with, with the road though too. Like it's a whole other thing. Like I, I don't know that I could say like it feels cheesy to say like, oh, I'm, I'm a citizen of the world. <laughs> or, I'm from the road, man. I think I, ex- I actually wrote that in the letter, too. I was like, I'm from the open road. From the open road. It's, it sounds cheesy, but it's how I feel. Like, I feel at home when we're driving down an open road, especially out west. No, I mean, it's uh, it's there's nothing else like it. I feel settled then. I feel like this is where I belong. Hmm. Yeah. Kids in the backseat, they're happy. You know, just music on the... On the well, I was going to say on the radio, but it's on the Spotify playlist. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just hanging out and talking about all the things we're dreaming of. Yeah, we're home. Our home just moves. Yeah. I guess, okay, so there are, but there are places that don't feel like home, right? Like there are places where you, like, we, I, like, don't feel like we fit in. We don't have to call like them Like places out. that we go to? Yeah, places we go or places that like, I just like. Well, I think it's okay to, like, I think it's more interesting if we talk about places and I think it's okay just because we don't feel like they're our place or our home. That doesn't mean like we're we're calling them out. Right. No, no, no. I wasn't going to na- mention any by name. I was just going to say like what things make you feel like not at home. Oh, okay. Um, or like you could never be from that place. Like, cause this is like, as we think about where we might buy another home to have like a home base or maybe spend some time stationary, mm-hmm. like we have the world is our oyster, so to speak. And it's like, there are some places that rank high on that. I could be from here. I could live here. This could be home. And there are some places that don't rank there. And like, what's the difference between them? Yeah. Man, that's a good question, actually. So... I feel like if, <laughs> well, my simple answer is I want to be in the mountains. Mountains. I was going to say mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny being from the Midwest. Like, oh, but I love the mountains. We don't have any mountains. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I fell in love with the mountains for sure. Um, in our time on the road, like everywhere we've been that has like cute little mountain towns or you know awesome amazing mountainous hikes you know just like i i freaking get pumped for a drive like people get scared about driving over mountain passes but especially since we got like the diesel truck i was gonna I say i was so... a little scared of it in the subaru <laughs> no totally totally <laughs> like you should you should respect a mountain drive but it, those are my favorite drives man Oh, yeah, they're amazing. And I mean, some of that is the privilege of the giant diesel truck. But For sure, for sure. But it is so fun to like pull your home up through these amazing, beautiful mountains and see all the things change as you go up and down in elevation. And yeah, mountains feel kind of almost like otherworldly sometimes, depending on where you are in the, in the country, especially like mm-hmm. 
huge mountains or like deserty mountains or it's just I think it's the change of of a mountain like being able to change your kind of climate and stuff going up and down mm-hmm. I always like that and I don't, yeah like cute mountain towns I think we're we're not as much as we love like San Francisco and New York and could spend a lot of time there mm-hmm. I don't think we're like if we're picking from anywhere I don't think we're like huge big city people I don't oh man I mm, I'm so conflicted about that yeah I gotcha because I could totally see a good life like in a little apartment in a city yeah you gotta make a lot of money though and then you have to spend all the time making all the money right exactly and so it's just so (laughs) that's the problem for me like i love i love disappearing into the crowd in new york or san francisco like i love those cities so much Mm -hmm. i just don't think it's sustainable right i'm too small town yeah i'm too much like i want some free time in the evening (laughs) yeah right i want to read a book i I don't want to hear and record a fucking podcast yeah exactly (laughs) whoops no, we, we say fuck. It's fine. Oh, okay. Um, we're just gonna take that tag and go with it. Um, it's yeah. I want to. Yeah, I want to have time for my hobbies. I have too many hobbies. Um, I don't want to be all caught up in more, more, more. Which I think is you don't have to be living in a city, but it it feels like it would be harder. So isn't though and. Man, not to be an advocate for the devil because I hate that. But oh, always you always are. I know. Um, but isn't that kind of what we're doing? More on the road, yeah. Like it's just like not more stuff; it's more experiences. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, now you're calling me out. Yeah, no, I think it's fair. But we've we've kind of realized that we have to slow down sometimes. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say that? Oh, like we, we did a winter of being, I mean, sort of being kind of stationary for a couple of months this last co- this last winter. Yeah, except we, we went to Disneyland and went on a Disney cruise. Whoops. Um, so we, <laughs> yeah, to, we parked than, our, we parked that, our we rig so we could Springs. take a vacation um, and then another vacation. Um, but yeah, we stayed in Palm Springs for a couple of months and realized that we you know, needed to spend some time not moving because normally we move every week or more or less depending on what we're doing so we realized we needed to spend some time not moving and next winter we're planning on staying put for four months which will challenge our ability to stay in one place but i think it'll be good i think it'll be a nice little break um and by break i mean yeah i think that plan is subject to change (laughs) all the plans are subject to change. so jamie the last time we stayed in one place for four months it's just so much cheaper if we stay for four months. No, but okay. Think about it. When is the last time we've stayed in one place for four months? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Before COVID. We're due. <laughs> and we're testing out the theory of if we can live it in a mountain town. It better be a damn good place. Well, yeah. We're testing out the theory if we can live in a mountain town or in a ski. I, I know we can live in a mountain town. Well, then if then we can stay there for four months, right? But we're not going to move to Breckenridge. Well, no. Clearly. Maybe. I don't know. Subscribe. Hey, all, subscribe to the podcast, guys. Uh, we don't have Patreon yet. We don't have Patreon yet, but you can uh, You can send us, uh, I don't know, you got a Venmo you want to drop, Clay? But yeah, no. a mountain town. A mountain town. <laughs> no, I think we're going to test out the staying put theory a little bit. And I think we're going to, we're going to, we're new to skiing and snowboarding, so we're going to 
be all in on that. That a new hobby will definitely keep me entertained for four months. Yeah, for sure. As long as we like it. I mean. And if we don't, our house moves. Our house does move. We could always leave. It's just so much cheaper if we stay. <laughs> so, the, hmm. but that whole like, if we don't like it, our house moves is kind of part of the spirit of your letter, right? Yeah, I think so. It's going to where you can find your people and your... And I think that's one of the things that's nice about staying put for a little while is you can develop a little bit more of a sense of community. So Mm -hmm. we've been caravanning with our good friends for the last, I mean, over a year off and on and kind of in earnest since October. Yeah. And it's late March as of this recording and we plan to be together kind of until next October. Mm -hmm. Um and it's a big year it's a big year we're not gonna see enough birds to have like that kind of big year unfortunately that was florida last Such year a good movie. but <laughs> so, yes I'd, I'd plug that movie underrated it's, it's a very underrated movie steve barton jack black uh and luke wilson yes oh my gosh i mean that's a dream team of comedy and uh, if you nope. don't if you don't appreciate that you may not appreciate this podcast yeah actually this this podcast has a very big year energy <laughs> actually yes that, but yeah it, it does like <laughs> that's kind of my whole brand um i do really love birds also oh freaking, um, that's the only reason clay loves them even more florida. i know i know he loves the birds in florida in the winter could do we'll do a whole podcast about birds and you can skip that one uh if you want but don't skip it (laughs) no no you got to write a letter about birds and you got to talk about how um we wrote poetry when we were teenagers and what does that have to do with birds oh our pen names yes on our on our our poetry poetry message boards Mm -hmm. yes Yes. oh my goodness so we've mentioned dnt we've mentioned writing poetry message on poetry on message boards we're those nerds we're though these we're these people yeah in case you were wondering please sit down have a drink the wine's delicious we drink better wine now (laughs) we didn't drink wine in high school we did not we drank nothing in high school i was (laughs) so uptight but at any rate, we're, we, that was a very big tangent. Um, we were talking about, oh, we're traveling with our friends. Yeah. <laughs> Jason and Abby. They have a, a much more popular co- podcast called RV Miles. Um, and they talk about all things like RVing and RV news. And you should totally check them out because they are fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because they're our friends. But. 100% check them out. The number of people who are listening to this who haven't listened to RV Miles, well, I mean, at some point, I'm hoping it's pretty large. Well, yeah, I think our, our communities overlap, but they're not like, it's mm-hmm. not a concentric, it's not a circle. But the Venn diagram <laughs> is not a circle. Yes, exactly. There is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely listen to RV Miles, uh, our National Parks podcast. Yeah, so they do all that kind of stuff. Um, but they are um, our good friends that we met through uh, kind of happenstance. So we'll talk more about that some other time. But mm-hmm. uh, we've been traveling with them. And so we have community with us on the road, which makes the road feel very homey right now, too. Um, yes. Because we kind of have our our kind of rolling commune, I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> we do community dinners, um, and which is really fun because we have like 17 dietary restrictions between all of us. Maybe we work it out. We do. It actually works great. 
Uh, and um, we do a lot of adventuring together. The kids get along really well. Um, it's a lot of a lot of fun. It's been really yeah. good. Yeah, it has made things like so much easier in so many ways. Yeah, I don't think we would have uh, pulled out of the mud on Sunday <laughs> without, without Jason running alongside the truck. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid you were going to hit him. <laughs> we were driving up the hill mm-hmm. in the mud, mm-hmm. and Jason had come down with his recovery boards. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what recovery boards are, they're boards you can put under your tires to get unstuck. And so he has brand new recovery boards after they got, you know, stuck in the sand in Baja. Someone else had recovery pads to get them out. But so they got these cool new recovery boards. And I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe we'll get to use these. And Jamie's like, we better not have to use these. I, like our rig is so heavy. So we watched. It's not J- that heavy. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait a second. The Airstream. It's heavy compared to their setup. A little bit. So our friends have... People have a lot heavier. We used to have a lot heavier. Have like an off-road truck. They have a Ford Tremor and they have an off-road camper. And Ibex, it's like on this beast mode suspension, which cracks me up so much. But it's just just axle suspension. And it's like made for this stuff. And... Meanwhile, we have our prissy little Airstream with a three-inch lift, so it's only got it. So now it has a whole foot of clearance. <laughs> it had our giant dually that we used to pull our fifth wheel with. So yeah. um, we were not as set up. I mean, we did find Larry. Did great. We did great. Larry is our truck. Um, yes, our truck is named Larry, and our Airstream is named Flo. But at any rate, friends help you get through that stuff. It's really great to have them around. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, I mean, I think um, that's something when we were first, like, when we first made the decision to go back on the road full time. Uh, So we started out in a small trailer um, and we kind of, during COVID, we did like starting in the summer, um, like a couple weeks out, realized, oh, this is cool and we can like work and do school from the road so we did like three months out and did an amazing trip and then we're back home for a couple months and then we were itching again and did four months out and actually did kind of a similar route to what we're doing now except not all the way to alaska but we went up the whole west coast and that's it's amazing um better weather than this time but (laughs) but regardless like when we made the decision to go ahead and get another rig to sell our house and to go full-time on the road. That is a big decision. One of the things I was most worried about, aside from I was worried about, you know, oh, are the kids going to get the right school experience? Um, they have. It's it's awesome, actually. They're an online private school. It's great. Um, but I was worried about, are, are we going to be able to build long-term friendships? I mean, because that's something that, had been so great about being in normal mm-hmm. you know finally um and covid yeah. messed that up in some ways and and that's fine but like i was worried about that and like immediately like the first place we went on the road was this rv entrepreneur summit immediately we parked next to jason and abby and they like invited us out for beers and 
I don't, I don't want to say like we've been f- great friends ever since, but I mean, it's almost that simple. Yeah, it was like a meet cute, but for like a couple meeting another couple. <laughs> I don't know if it was that cute. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I yeah. I've joked that like we're like family soulmates. Like it's like it just works well. There's a lot of people that we've met on the road since then too that we like will see when we're in the same place and um, a lot of people we keep in touch with online. Um, the mm-hmm. community has grown. Like it's really nice to like know we have friends out there, people to contact for like advice and help and support and. Um, People you meet and like you can they they cut hair and they can give you a oh haircut when you haven't the had bars one in were months. amazing and then helped us fix our truck when we were trying to get out. Yes, yeah. And someone dropped a key in the cigarette lighter and killed our twelve volt power for a radio. I just blew a fuse. Anyway, yeah. no, it's great. It's the RV community is great. It's like. I never thought I would say, like, I'm an avid RVer. In fact, I was pretty opposed to the idea of getting... Oh, yes, Mr. Hardcore camper. camper. It was not a hardcore anything. but <laughs> You were like, it's not camping. But <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's different. No, but no, it's not, but it is, and it's great. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the journey. It's the people you meet along the way. Um, and I, I definitely, like... I'm so I'm so glad we've uh, met everyone we have. Yeah, I think three years in, it really becomes like it's about the people more than the places, even though the places are amazing and the people kind of make the place. Man, full circle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's been fun to be from everywhere, but still from normal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like right now. It's not a forever no we have a place and and if we don't on the road and if we don't get a place in the mountains somewhere we'll go back to normal i believe yeah that's a solid idea because it's it's still home it's still home but i have my eye on a cabin in new hampshire sure (laughs) (laughs) well maybe maybe that'll be home Yeah, so, I mean, I think we nailed it. We got that one. We did it. (laughs) Good job. Pod one in the can. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Like, please keep listening. That sounded desperate. Oh, no, no, no. But seriously. (laughs) We're really glad you listened. And uh, if you made it this far, you might want to know where you can find us. Yeah, so you can find uh, the letters that we are talking about and more of them at letters on lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. Uh, there you'll find a letter from me um, on Mondays and Fridays and maybe some bonus letters from Clay eventually. <laughs> um, additionally, you can find us on Instagram at lettersfromtheroadpod and on Twitter at lftrpod. Um, and, and make sure you subscribe on Substack to not miss any of the emails. Um, and we hope to have you along with, along with us on this, uh, this journey. 
I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we want to hear from you too. If you would like to share a letter with us or have any ideas for content that you would like to see or would like to just talk with us or comment on anything, you can comment at Substack. You can subscribe on Substack to the letters and you can send us emails at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from everyone. See you down the road. Bye. Oh,